The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Monday, we heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid the day after Kansas City's overtime victory over the Tennessee Titans. Chiefs prepare for their Week 10 contest against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Here's head coach Andy Reid. Um, don't have any injuries for you, really. I'm not sure we had too many uh, anyway. So um, I, I thought, you know, as I went back and looked at the tape, I, I thought that uh, just a good team win. Uh, I was happy to see our defense uh, play the way they did. A um, little different style uh, by Tennessee with a young quarterback who I think is going to be tremendous uh, as they as they go. He's he's growing right in front of them, I'm sure. So, um, but uh, just keeping that whole run game under control, I thought was important, with the exception of a couple runs. Uh, the 22 had, I just, uh, our, our guys kept him at bay there. So, and then offensively, I, I thought we, you know, we did some, did some good things in there. We, our run game wasn't what we wanted it to be, but again, their, uh, their front is pretty stout there and particularly those two tackles and, uh, but whatever we gave up on the run game, we, we picked up in the pass game. I thought our pass protection was was uh, was good too. I, I thought overall it was it was a decent protection um, for as many times we we threw the ball. So uh, and then special teams, I, I thought they um, that that Dave had a nice plan, and I thought we you know we worked uh, worked through it well. Uh, had good field position for the majority of the time. Uh, when special teams was involved in that part of it, and um, so uh, I I know Bud had a couple things that were hiccups there, but he'll he'll work through that and, and get it cleaned up. So, anyways, with that time, Drew. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, you've told us more than once that um, you tell your assistant coaches to appreciate it when Pat does something spectacular because that kind of thing you don't see all the time. I was wondering whether last night's game was one of those games for you with Pat um, with all that he did in the passing game, but also his, what he did with when he was scrambling as well. And Brad, I'll have a second question also. Yeah. Adam, I mean, the, the, 
that the fact that we had like 90 plays and at the end of the 90 plays, he's running around like it was play three, you know what I mean? And, and still being able to throw the football and control the huddle and do all the things you're supposed to do. Um, and, and then he's not known, he didn't come out uh, being known as a running quarterback that was, that's fast and all that, but he's fast enough. And he just knows, he kind of knows when to do it. So um, it, it was, I, I saw all the coaches go up to him afterwards. You talk about that, Adam. I, I saw all the coaches go up to him after the long run and, and, um, and that whole, that series there with the two point play and all and congratulate him and, and say, man, that was an unbelievable uh, display right there. And so I, I think that's, um, yes, I, I, that was one of those moments, um, you know, and he, he's an amazing guy that way. Yeah. Okay. And you talked a little bit um, after the game last night in general about some of the fourth down decisions you made, but I specifically wanted to ask you about the one in overtime as fourth and one at their, I don't know, 12 or 13, and you ended up converting on a, a little pass to Juju. How much of that was you wanted to score a touchdown there and not give, uh, not give Tennessee the ball chance with the ball. How much of that was that Butker is struggling a little bit and, and how much, how much did that enter into your decision? Yeah, none of it was off of uh, my feeling about Bucker. Um, it was all, all off of I, I wanted to touch down and, and to end it, and and so you know, I mean, get it to that to that point, get get a touchdown in there, and let's let's go. And so, um, and I think all the analytics people probably tell you the same thing: go score, you know, go score a touchdown if, if you possibly can. And I thought we had some good stuff still left on fourth down that we could use. And then, um, you know, and then uh, again, it worked there. I, uh, but the field goal was good. It was good to get that too. And there was a, there was a happy meeting there too, because our defense had been playing well. So, uh, but it was a shorter field goal, which uh, we gave it a shot. So we gave it a shot to score. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Brad, I'll also have two questions. Coach, um, Kadarius Tony, nine snaps yesterday. Um, I know it was, a, it was a small sample size, but based on what you saw, uh, what, what impressed you the most of what he was able to do with those nine snaps? Yeah, so oh, I liked, I liked uh, the option route that he ran. Um, gave you a little taste of his quickness and ability to get open. I, I liked some of his blocks, Herbie, were unbelievable. I mean, that's not what we what we uh, brought him here for, but it's uh, um, he he, uh, he he's a tough tough kid. So, and he did it against defensive ends, and that's uh, you know good defensive ends. So, uh, but he'll keep working in. He he just hadn't played much, and so Hurry, we, we had him on a kind of a number count, snap count. Only had a few things in for him. I just, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll keep working him in. I thought last week getting those practices in uh, where he had to practice the full practice and practice fast and get to know Pat and, and what we do there, get to know the terminology, I thought was important for him. And then you can start building on some things, you know. And then last, uh, Coach, lastly here for me, uh, Doug Peterson, obviously the head coach down in Jacksonville is, one of your former guys, uh, as you look at what he's been able to do in Jacksonville, what's impressed you the most from afar? Well, 
yeah, I mean, they look they look organized and and uh, they uh, have good energy. They, there's a certain when you watch enough tape, there's a certain trust that you can see through the players to the coaches indirectly. So but you see that um, what's being called, how fast they play, their body language, all that. So. I think both sides of the ball, there, there's a tremendous amount of trust. Special teams, there's a trust. And, and this is just year one. So they, they, um, they don't give up. I mean, you, you saw that yesterday. I mean, they, they're going to keep coming. They were down, what, 17 at, at one point and, or 10 at one point, and they came back and, and won the game. So they, they, they've got some grit to them. Let's go next to Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. Two football-related question. You, you mentioned not getting what you wanted from the run game. What's kind of the missing piece there, in your opinion, and the focus going forward specifically there? Yeah, Aaron, I, you know, I think, um, uh, well, first of all, those, those two defensive tackles, that might have been part of it. The, those two guys uh, are, are pretty strong jokers. We've been playing, like, the number one defenses here for the last few few weeks, it seems like. And, um, and, and so uh you know they're they're giving us their best shot and we can do a little bit better up front we can do a little bit be more patient at the running back position and as coaches we can always dial up different things you know and and try to figure something out that might fit a little bit better so we're those are all the things that we Aaron that we kind of get in and we analyze and, and work with but um you know what didn't work there worked in the past game so and I kind of called it a, a legacy play for Noah Gray, that catch in overtime there. Pat mentioned in, in post game that he'd like to get on the ball a little bit more. What have you seen from him behind the scenes, just from being drafted and then putting himself in that position to make a play? Yeah, I'll tell you, probably the thing that's uh, th that surprised me the most. I mean, this kid started off as a quarterback, then he got moved to tight end. I mean, a, a, a true quarterback at, at Duke, then moved to tight end, and then um, – comes here and we're thinking, Oh, we've getting this great pass route runner. And all of a sudden he develops himself into being a run blocker too. And so uh, not only does he have this whole skill level as a pass receiver, but now he's also got a complete game being able to run block, but which I wasn't sure we'd ever get to that point, but he, he sure got a nice job with that. So um, catching the ball has never been, never been the issue with him. He, he can do all of that. And he's, He's very skilled that way. And it's, I think it's been great for him to see Kelsey and kind of the ability Kelsey has to play in space. Um, that That's helped him too. Looks like we've got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Brad, I'll have a follow-up if I could. Um, coach, the, the uh, aggressive nature, uh, I'll call it, of the defensive backs with the, with the receivers, um, you know, you got to play right. And, and, you know, what do you tell your guys when, when it looks like it's going to be one of those nights that they're, if they're going to really let them be physical, uh, against your receivers, anything extra you, you, you tell them to kind of give them some tips and get them free. Yeah. So we try to use, you know, some of our motions and stacks and bunches and you, you do that. Um, and we knew that going in, we knew they were going to, uh, work to grab and, and do that. So, um, but I thought our guys worked off of that pretty good. You know, we, it, it was big on third down. Then they went to a, 
really a whole series of it before the half and then kind of blended it in the second half going man um they, they play with a whole player so it's not even as much um the grabbing and the bumping and all that it's that you have that extra guy in the middle that you just have to sort out and so we we worked through that and ended up doing okay against it but um crossing routes always help too and then in the uh world of legalized gambling on on sports and everything immediately during the game now there's all these stats on this ref and crew does this and they call this many penalties and they call on the home team or all those numbers i'm wondering how much of uh you know maybe your analytics people give you a a breakdown of what to expect on the referees that these guys let them play these guys are critical on dbs i mean do you you have a a scouting report on what your ref and crew is going to be yeah absolutely we've done that for years so we've got a we've got a booklet on each guy and uh, we talk to the team about, you know, what, what, what their strengths are in calls. This is a, that was a pretty good crew, though. I mean, that, that, that crew has traditionally been, been good. And um, I think Cleet does a nice job uh, with that. So uh, of managing and normally letting the guys, normally let the guys play. They're a little high this year in, in calls, but um, in the past they've been, very, very good. They have a couple of new guys on their, their staff there, that, that crew. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go Pete. Hey coach, we've seen Travis and, and Patrick and, and how they're kind of in unison for years now. And and I know you guys brought in a bunch of receivers this off season. So these past couple of games for three, three games for Juju, it, it feels like he's really, I think clicked. And I was wondering if you had any rhyme or reason why it feels like he's been so good with Pat, uh, especially during this last three game stretch. Yeah, so Pete, I, I think the guy opposite Kels is an important part of this offense. So when when Sammy was here, that was important. You saw Pringle kind of work into that. Um, and, and it's hard to explain exactly why without giving all the things away, but they just having that balance there is important. Um, and, and Juju fits into that well. He's got a great feel for space, and he's – you know, fast enough where he can still do your down the field stuff. His change of direction is good. All those things, you know, so you get a similar element uh, opposite Kels. And um, again, that balance is, is important for us. Go last to Todd Lebo. Go Todd. Hey coach, it was a very physical game last night and long game, a lot of plays, as you mentioned. How much do you have to warn against like the next week afterwards, maybe you do anything different this week with the guys to make sure they're fresh for Sunday because of the physical nature of that one and a little bit of a shortened week with a, a noon start after a night game. Sure. No, that's a good question. Um, we, we, uh, we're in our midpoint schedule, so um, that, that kicks it back naturally. And um, uh, without knowing you're going to have 101 plays. Right. So on tape here, 101 plays, they didn't count all of them, but <clears throat> that's a uh, offensively. And on the other side of the defense got away with 47. So, uh, you know, they didn't have as, uh, what about half as many, but, um, but we're, we're right into our, you know, our midpoint schedule. So it just comes at a good time. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Good, thanks.